Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios, it's time for Business Leaders Radio. Now, here's your host, John Ray. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Business Leaders Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, this is going to be a good one, and I've been looking forward to welcoming Christine Stevenson Seal on the show. She is the uh, owner of Advocate Financial Coaching. She is also the author of a just-released book, literally hot off the presses, How to Avoid Trouble with the IRS. Have I got your attention now, folks? Uh, we've got Christine with us. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. I appreciate being here today, and uh, I'm a new fan of your podcasts, so uh, I'm very appreciative of this opportunity. Well, you're so kind. I appreciate that very much. Um, let's. I think the title of your book gives it away, but let's tell folks a little bit about you and how you're serving out there. Yes, thank you. So I serve individuals and businesses in a couple of different ways uh, that often become interconnected. They're very complementary. First, I'm a personal finance coach, and I help people make transformational changes with the use of their money. I work one-on-one with individuals and couples to take control of their personal income and their expenses, uh, You know, their household finance. And this could be anything from creating a budget for the very first time in their life or learning how to save for emergencies, all the way up to how to pass on generational wealth, whether that's uh, money or land or a a business someone has built and they're passing it on to their kids. Uh, And and for those people that that have wealth and they want to bless others with their wealth Mm -hmm. by, for instance, uh, buying a car for a single mother or um, paying a utility bill for a year for someone they know from church that's struggling. Mm. So um, so I help individuals that way. And I help businesses also. I have workshops. I go into a business, uh, time and budget allowing, and I have these 90-minute presentations that I give employees for their financial wellness. And uh, they're very interactive. I have a workbook, and the, the, um, the workshops are standalone, but they're also designed to build one on top of another. So I give presentations. And again, if there's time allowed, I can I can set up anywhere from four to six coaching sessions mm. right there on site, same day, and and meet with employees. And that also continues on into the future as well. So um, and the other thing I do is I'm an IRS enrolled agent. I negotiate tax debt settlements for individuals and businesses. God bless you for that. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get more into that in a second, uh, Christine. But I, I wish you would talk about just your passion for this work, how it developed. Um, how did all this start for you? A bit of a journey. A lot of us have a journey, as you know. And uh, mine, uh, very humble beginnings. You know, I was a stay-at-home mom. Worked part time at HR Block. I learned how to prepare taxes, and I, I started with that, and that eventually led into working for. I love I love money and talking about uh, people's money and how they're spending it or not spending it. And I got into work with a couple of uh, certified financial planners. Worked in that industry for about five years as a registered para planner, and I I began to understand the the different steps and processes that people go through in their lifetime with their money and the things that they need to have. 
And that uh, was great, wonderful experience. But I, I really found I loved the tax work. And so I segued, found myself working for the IRS mm. in Austin, Texas. Wow. And I was, yeah, I was there for about seven years and I'm probably maybe one of the only people that you might ever run across. I don't know. I know you meet a lot of people, but I loved my time at the IRS. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I know. Right. I really did. Uh, you know, it was very political. I didn't like that part, but yep. I really liked talking to people. Half of my job, so to speak, was to talk with people on the phone. They're calling in from all over the United States mm-hmm. and they have tax problems mm-hmm. and they're mad. They're angry. They're upset. You know, n- no one is really happy when they call the IRS. Right. Yeah. So, and if you're, uh, and if you're happy, you're going to get unhappy real quick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Right. So I'm, I'm talking them through, you know, because they're calling because they got a letter from the IRS. And so I'm sure I'm talking them through the steps to resolve it. And, uh, I was, um, kind, patient. I really wanted to help people. And I, I had lots of people tell me on the phone, you're so nice. Why are you working at the IRS? I got that a lot. Really? I I did actually. Yeah. uh And some people even took time to write me thank you notes and, and they would find themselves through the maze of the IRS to my desk. Uh, And that was very special to me. Wow. And I have, I have a little file of thank you notes and, and taxpayer stories, but anyway, I enjoyed it. And, uh, and I get to, you know, sometimes actually help people reduce their tax, Mm -hmm. which is, which is really great. So I did that for a while. And then, as you know, in life, um, things pivot and sometimes things are outside our control and sometimes they're in our control. And along about 2017, things became outside my control and my husband became uh, critically ill. Mm. He, he quit his work. He had to, he, uh, couldn't work, had to have an emergency life-saving surgery. Mm. Life just kind of took a turn in 2017. I, I quit working altogether. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he became well in 2017, an opportunity presented itself for me to become a financial coach. And I had worked through my own over the course of, I don't know, three, four years, worked through my own debt issues, spending money with, you know, on credit cards, Mm. living the paycheck to paycheck cycle. I was doing all of that while I was at the IRS Mm. and uh, really struggling and, and suffering. And I worked my way up and out of that. And so when this opportunity presented itself to get some training, I did that. If any of your listeners know who Dave Ramsey is, I went through his program mm-hmm. and I'm a, a Ramsey preferred coach. And I had all of my own personal experience of struggling to get out of debt, to stop using credit cards, to live on a budget, to save money, mm-hmm. all those things. And I thought, wow, you know, I have some training and I have all these personal experiences. I really want to help people with that. Mm-hmm. And so I became a part-time uh, financial coach. I was working for a large uh, tax preparation uh, software company whose name shall not be mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working full time there, uh, I love the security full time work. That was very important to me. And I was, you know, part time coaching and uh, wasn't ready to make the leap to full time self employment, but I uh, had a had a, a two by four whack me upside the head and was fired from this tax preparation software company. We had a philosophical parting of ways. Oh, wow. And yeah. And it, it, you know, as these things go, turned out to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. God always has the last laugh. (laughs) So, so uh, I was fired 
and uh, said, you know, this is my opportunity to go full-time into coaching and put my enrolled agent credential to work. I had earned my enrolled agent credential in 2018. That's uh, And that's the highest credential the IRS awards someone. You, you pass a series of exams and then uh, you have your credential and you maintain it by uh, keeping up with your um, your uh, professional continuing education credits and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was able to work full-time now coaching and in this field of tax resolution, which is this, this niche market in the tax world, helping people resolve their issues with the IRS. And, and I had this network of coaches that I belonged to, the financial coaches, and they, they knew that I was an enrolled agent and they started sending me their clients that have fin- the IRS problems. Mm. So I was picking up momentum that way yeah. in addition to outside uh, um, resolution clients. And it's just kind of uh, gone from there. And I was repeating all these things to the coaches that were contacting me. Hey, I know you know something about the IRS and self-employment, you know, can you help me out? And so I started repeating all these things, do this and this and this and this. And it's like, wait a minute, they're asking me questions. I talked to all these self-employed people when I was at the IRS, getting them out of tax debt. Maybe I should put this in a book. I'll I'll write a few notes down. And there you go. And there we go. This book came out. Wow. That's awesome. What a great story. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, um, what maybe you just are naturally this way. It sounds like you are certainly naturally a helpful person and you want to uh, serve other people and, and you've got a heart for folks that are in trouble. Um, uh, and because you've walked some of that journey that other folks have, but what, when did the light come on for you in terms of saying, Hey, I'm going to start my own business and make this my full-time, uh, avocation as it were i would say the uh the the bowl began to shine really back in 2017 in the fall Mm -hmm. Um, as i had mentioned this opportunity uh coincidentally presented itself and i don't believe in coincidence Mm -hmm. uh and and i had had this desire to help people ever since i became personally debt-free in 2013 i just Mm -hmm. couldn't figure out how to do it right and then the coaching thing came up and I, I dove into that and I had all this experience behind me. And then in 2018, uh, my husband and I, we paid off our house. So we are completely debt-free. We own all of our stuff. And then I really began to understand, wow, you know, this, this is, I'm just an ordinary, regular, everyday person, nothing special about me. And I, I did this, you know, my husband and I did this. Mm. So I know other people can do it too. So that light really began to shine brighter and brighter. And it sounds like Christine, I mean, yeah, you went through the Dave Ramsey program, your uh, certified coach, whatever you call it, but you really bring a lot more to the table than just passing yes. a course. I mean, y- yes, right. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. you, you, you bring a whole lot of ex- experience from a variety of employers and mm-hmm. of course, obviously your own personal experience, but you, you, you've, you've got, uh, you sound like you've got a lot more oomph than the typical financial coach, if I can say that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I I've been, honestly, I've been in the financial services sector for about 25 years, Mm. really, Mm -hmm. uh, in various capacities and, and all of that collective experience and knowledge that I've gained. I am in addition to personal stuff I've been through, I, you know, I put that to good use 
serving serving individuals in whatever capacity they need with their money mm-hmm. and businesses. Let's talk about debt for a second and why it's important to pay off debt. Now that seems like an obvious question, but we are trained uh, that we need to have a mortgage on our home to, so we've got a tax deduction, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're, right. we're trained that we ought to have a credit card and know how to use that and so forth. And I, it, it seems like me, we're, we're, we may be seduced by the system. <laughs> we are the, yeah. the, sedu- the, the, the seduction, uh, you know, the system knows that we are seduced by it. Yes. And so there are billions with a B billions of dollars in marketing every year uh, that is spent to seduce us, you know, into the dark side. <laughs> yep. um, and there are many people that they have no problem with debt. They leverage debt. Uh, to do whatever it is that you know they want to accomplish, um, and I used to be that person. Um, and 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 debt, you know, the importance of paying it off is until you have no debt, it's kind of hard to understand the freedom of of what you can do with your money mm-hmm. when you don't owe anybody anything, right? And that's, you know, I knew intellectually, yes, okay, I could, I could own a house one day, but that always came with the mortgage. That's, and, and honestly, you know, mortgage is a separate category. I have to say that most people aren't going to save, you know, 200,000 or 500,000 or a million dollars to pay cash for their house. They're just not going to do that. But if they could at least save 20% for a down payment, mm-hmm. you know, and avoid that uh, private mortgage insurance that you have to get if you pay less than 20% down. Um, mortgage is a special category, but you can still pay it off. It's doable. Um, being intentional with the use of your money, how you're using it. That's what a lot of coaching is about behavior with money. Mm. Sometimes people say, um, when they first meet me, excuse me, they'll say, you know, uh, they think I'm a financial advisor. I said, no, no, no. A financial advisor is a licensed individual, you know, FINRA, Series 7 license, you know, mm-hmm. Series 6 for you know, health and insurance, things like that. I am not that. A distinction is a financial advisor helps money behave. A financial coach helps people behave with their money. Mm. A little bit of a distinction there. I love that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, when you're debt free, when you when you have that set that as a goal, the the freedom you have is um, it's phenomenal. A lot of people went into foreclosure; they couldn't make their mortgage payment, they couldn't make the rent payment when you know the COVID thing hit. Right. They didn't have money in reserve, and and my husband and I really looked at each other and said, "Wow, you know, we own our house. No one's coming. To, you know, we're not for we going to be foreclosed on. None of this." Mm-hmm. And that's a really amazing feeling. And you can, you can do so much when you don't have debt. Folks, we're here chatting with Christine Stevenson seal. And Christine is the owner of advocate financial coaching. She's also the author of a brand new book, how to avoid trouble with the IRS just released. Um, Let's talk about your coaching practice for just a second. I want to get to the book, but let's talk about your coaching practice. And maybe the the way to start is that you mentioned the distinction between a financial advisor and a financial coach, mm-hmm. but 
give advice to folks that are looking for a financial coach. How, how do you determine the best fit? Great, great question. Uh, and that's one that I, I ask myself each time I'm meeting with someone that comes to me uh, for coaching. And a lot of people, they know something is going wrong with their money. You know, they're paycheck to paycheck living. They've got tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. They want to do something different. And so we meet and I talk to them about the difference between, you know, I know you, you want to change. Something's got to be different. But are you committed to changing? You, you, you didn't get into the thing that you're in overnight and you're not going to get out of it overnight. Are you committed to a process of learning how to behave with your money? Um, and again, lots of people are interested, mm-hmm. but they're not committed. I look for, there's a little, um, uh, what do you call those little uh, things? You have all the letters and each letter means something. Oh, an anagram. Anagram. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's what it is. I think that's uh, what it is. <laughs> if it's not, if someone will look it up and correct you, call in, Hey, it's yep. uh, facts. Are they going to be faithful to the process? Mm-hmm. You know, show up for appointments, basic things. Are they going to, uh, you know, take action? You know, are they going to be held, you know, they're accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they committed? And do I think they're teachable? Mm. I don't just because someone comes to me doesn't mean I take them on. Mm. Um, your price value journey that you like to talk about, which yep. I love. Thank you. Um, people go through a price value journey mm-hmm. when they they come to me for coaching, and and if they see coaching as oh it's just another bill that's going to have to get paid. Oh, I got to pay Christine some money. It's probably not going to work, right? Coaching because right. I am asking people to make an investment, mm-hmm. honestly. In, in doing something different. And so uh, they come to me and, and I help and I, in, and I determine, and sometimes it takes an hour or two, a couple you know conversations to determine that um, yeah. if they're ready. Well, let, let's, let's, you, you went where I wanted to go, which is what though that initial consultation and the aftermath of that, what that looks like. I mean, what, uh, someone has a conversation with you, they decide they love you and they want to work with you. Um, how do you dig into what their issues are and bring those to the surface for them? Oh, good question. Good question. So it's honestly a very simple onboarding process. Uh, if, if, I did, if I determine that we're a good fit and they're on board, uh, I have them fill out. Everyone starts at the same spot. They give me a snapshot of their of their finances because people mm-hmm. are coming to me initially, you know, you know, with their money problems, and as we get into it, we peel back the layers of the onion and find out. But they fill out a, a, a worksheet I give them. It's very simple snapshot moment in time of their finances. I look at that, I plug it into a little Excel spreadsheet I have, and and then we begin to meet. And we, we look at their, their, their financial picture. And on the bottom of this worksheet, I have, I have three, you know, I, I have three lines. That tell, that I ask them to tell me what's most important to you. What do you want to achieve? What's the goal here? Because mm-hmm. their thing is not mine. Right. And I'm going to, I'm a guide and I'm going to act them through that guide, uh, act as a guide rather. Sure. Um, and so if I know where they want to go, and we, we look at the end, we start with the end in mind, and then we, we work 
we work from there. What do they have to do today when we start meeting to get from here to there, mm. to that end? So we, we start with finances. And then, as I said, we, we get into why is it important to you to reach this goal? And what's kept you? What's kept you from reaching this goal in the past? What do we need to do differently? What do you need to do differently? And we it's, it's amazing when you really um, start talking with people. It has nothing to do with mo- money is just the surface issue. Right. It's the underlying stuff that really comes out. You know, what did you learn about money from your parents? Mm. What did you absorb? You know, a lot of people have no idea that that's what they brought into their adult life. Right. You're really a psychologist. I mean, you don't, well, unless you've got a psychology degree, no, you, you haven't no psychology mentioned to degree. me. The only you, letters after my name are EA, enrolled agent. Okay. That's enough right there. Um, but, but you really are a psychologist that, that, that works with people's psychology around money. And behavioral finance. There you go. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Uh, I've, I've actually considered going back to get a master's in behavioral finance. And I thought, well, you know, I could, I could get the degree, but I'm already doing the thing. Right. The degree says, but, uh, but I do. It's, um, uh, it's, it's about behaviors with money mm-hmm. and it's not taught in schools anymore. How to, what to do with your money. We used to have home ec. Right. You know, back in the day and that's gone. And, um, kids don't learn about money and, and adults, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't learn about money until an unfortunate thing happens. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I am fortunate enough to get, uh, people come to me. Uh, here's a great story. I worked with a couple, uh, here in Texas, late fifties, early sixties last year, we worked together for a short period of time and they really wanted to retire and they weren't sure if they could. So they have, they had, they had no debt. They own their home. They own hundreds of acres here in Texas. They, they own it outright. Mm. And uh, he had about 2.3 million in one of his retirements account, mm-hmm. retirements account. And, and they weren't sure they could retire. And I was like, um, I, th- I think you can let's, let's run some projections, some very basic things on this calculator I use. And I said, okay, how much do you need to live on annually? Mm-hmm. And they decide they need about $10,000 a month. So okay. 120,000 for the year. Yep. I said, okay, let's take your 2.3 million and plug it in and earn a modest 8% rate of return. Mm-hmm. And let's project out for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't even touch the principal. They're earning enough interest just to live on the interest. Mm of their investments of $2.3 million. They were astounded. The, the wife, she was actually crying. We were on a zoom meeting and she was crying. She had, they had no idea. Wow. They could comfortably retire on 2.3 million because they own all of them. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. So every once in a while I get, I get clients like that, which that, is really great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Christine, let's, let's uh, switch to your book and let's talk a little bit about your book and, and uh, maybe, why you decided to write the book first. Let's go there. You mentioned you really came from the notes you took over time, but, but talk about why you wanted to put all that together into a book. Well, I had, as I said, a lot of financial coaches that uh, are in my network and they're new to self-employment. Most of them have have been wage earners. And so now they're self-employed and they're making money and they have expenses 
And they knew that I worked at the IRS and that's about all they knew. So they would come to me and say, well, how do I, how do I pay self-employment tax or, or what is self-employment tax? How much is it? How do I figure it out? And mm-hmm. how do I get it to the IRS? And what do I got to do on my tax return? Do I need to form an LLC? Do I need an EIN? I kept hearing these same things over and over. Mm. And it really brought back IRS memories of answering the same questions over and over and over. And so you begin to see, oh, there's a pattern. There's a theme here. People need help. They need basic help. Mm. And so, and I like to write. uh, And it's like, oh, you know, I, I think I could do this. And so I'm laying in bed one night and throw back the covers. And I tell my husband, I can't sleep. I got to get up and write a book. And God bless him. He says, which one? <laughs> oh, I love that. What I know. It's like, oh yeah, it's really great. That's so, awesome. It is. So I sat down and in a, in the space of about two or three weeks, I wrote 80% of this book. I was, if you've never written a book, I was compelled to write this book. I could not not write this book. Mm. And it's, and I called it, you know, the 10 best tax tips. It's the basic rock bottom stuff. Mm. Every newly self-employed person needs to do. And we have, you know, there's the great migration, you know, from people quitting their jobs, you know, COVID and, and working from home and all these things, and they, they don't know what to do. And so, okay, let's talk about, can you use an EIN or an SSN? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you send money to the IRS? Create an account, eftps.gov, you know, the electronic federal tax payment system. Mm-hmm. Super easy. A lot of this stuff in my book is easy. And I kind of sequentially go through the steps of, of what to do and, and the importance of if you're in business for yourself, A, you need to pay yourself. How are you getting the money from the business account to your personal account? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you getting money to the IRS? You know, do you have, here's the thing, people are making money but they, and they know they're supposed to send it to the IRS, but they don't because they don't know how, or they're afraid, or they, you know, lack of knowledge, fear, whatever. And so they end up owing this big tax debt come tax return filing time. Mm. And so I talk about create, A, you need a business budget. And if you don't know how to make one, hello, I can help you. I know how to do that. (laughs) I I, I know a gal that could help you folks. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. And, and, but to put a line item in your budget, Yep. Save for your estimated, your quarterly estimated tax payment. Mm. And I talk a little about what that is mm-hmm. and why you need it. And if you just did 10%, 10% is not right for everybody, but I can guarantee you it's better to have 10% set aside than nothing. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you can on the IRS site the where you pay electronically. Mm-hmm. You can pay anytime you want to. You don't have to wait till quarterly dates, right? So you can pay throughout the year and make even payments. You don't have to worry about saving up for that lumpy payment, right? Exactly. Yes. IRS.gov forward slash payments, even in EFTPS, you could go in if you wanted, you could, you could make a weekly payment Mm. just to stay on top of it. So most people aren't going to do that. They're just, they're just not going to. Sure. But um, if you could save a little bit of money. If you pay monthly, save a little bit of money every time you're paid, especially you know, when you're self-employed. It will it will help you out tremendously uh, to avoid trouble with the IRS. Mm-hmm. Hence the name of the book. Right. It it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like that most people get in trouble with the IRS 
at the beginning, when they start their business, they don't set things up properly. And they're so anxious to get in the business, get clients, start working with clients that they forget about some of these things that they should be doing over time. Is that a fair statement? Yes, that is. You are, you are absolutely correct. They, they don't set up basic systems. And that's, that's what my, my book is. It's, it's set up this system, Mm -hmm. set up a budget or, okay, forget it. You don't even have a budget set up a way to get money from your, you know, from your business account to your personal account, Mm. set up these systems Mm -hmm. and they will help you. And right from the beginning, do Mm -hmm. it from the start. It's not going to be perfect. You're going to have to fine tune. Taxes can be very complicated. Absolutely. No doubt that they don't have to be, but that's what tax planning is for. Mm -hmm. Um, And my book, I will say it's not, um, it's not about, should I form an S corp? That's not what it is. You know, it's not, am I a multi-member LLC? You know, what kind of partnership am I am? That's, I'm not addressing those issues. Those are, those are other books, maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. This is, this is rock bottom, basic information that you, you need to know and have. And I will say a lot of people that were my test readers of my book, that was the, I heard it over and over is, oh, I wish I had known this then. Mm. That's that's part of several of my quotes on the back of my book from various people. So, but it's not too late, right? Never, I mean, it's never too late. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, and, and the worst thing is what you don't know because that what you don't know can really hurt you. So it sounds like folks need to order your book, be in touch with you and make sure they're on the right track. If they're already into several years into their business, they need to make sure they're on the right track. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. And I, I address that. Uh, it's not, you know, it's geared for the, the first time beginning self-employed person, but I'll be honest, there are many people that have been business in business for a long time mm-hmm. that have some of these same issues, uh, not, not to pick on a specific group, but realtors are notorious for, you know, first of all, they have peaks and valleys in their line of work mm-hmm. and, you know, make a lot of money, and they don't set money aside. And before you know it, in the blink of an eye, they owe, you know, eighty or ninety thousand dollars to the IRS because they haven't they've they've sent their tax return in, but they haven't paid those taxes. Mm. And now they're in trouble. Right. And and they can change. I mean, there are action steps in this book you can implement today, literally. If you get my book on Amazon and it comes to you tomorrow, there's stuff you can do immediately to help you get on the right track with with, uh, with yourself and with the IRS. Wow. Um, Christine, I could talk to you for a long time and <laughs> I think there are some, some, um, uh, a lot of questions that folks would like me to ask that, uh, we just don't have time to ask and for you to answer, but let's get to the most important question at this point, which is how folks can get in touch with you to ask some of those questions they might like to ask. Absolutely. So a couple of different ways. Uh, you can go to my website. It's a landing page, Christine Stevenson, ea.com. Christine is with the K, Stevenson is with the V, Christine Stevenson, ea.com. And in the upper right hand corner is a big green button that says, get your free strategy session, 30 minute strategy session. Mm. You click on that green button, it takes you to my calendar, and you, you pick a day and time uh, on my calendar. 
and and then I will call you and it's 30 minutes of complimentary time. So that's that's a way uh, people can get a hold of me. They can send me an email, Christine at ChristineStevensonEA.com. Shoot me an email. Um, you know, I'll answer you back, get you on my calendar. Ultimately, I'm driving people to my to my calendar. Sure. And those are people that have IRS issues. If you have personal uh, finance questions and issues, and maybe you want to think about some coaching, you can also send me an email at Christine at ChristineStevensonEA.com. I have a Facebook page, Advocate Financial Coaching. That's the name of my coaching business. You can go there. I post a lot of things there that also show up on my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Terrific. And folks, we will put a link to Christine's book, How to Avoid Trouble with the IRS. We'll put a link in the show notes. So if you're driving, uh, don't worry. <laughs> when you get right. to, yes, yes. Yeah. Please don't text and drive. Don't be ordering while you're driving. That's right. That's right. We'll just, when you get to a fixed location, it'll be right there in the show notes for you to, to uh, hit the link and check out her book. Uh, Christine Stevenson Seal. Wow, Christine, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Business Leaders Radio. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. We, here's the way to help. Not us, uh, not, not me, not Business Radio X. Help our great guests, guests like Christine, who do great work, and we want their work to be celebrated and be found. If you know of someone that you think would benefit by hearing this show, please share the show. Uh, Send them a link or what have you. Uh, We would love it if you would do that um, because, again, it helps uh, our guests be found, and that's what we're here for at Business Radio X. So if you could do that for us, we'd be grateful. So for my guest. Christine Steele. I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Business Leaders Radio.